slight malfunction we're fixing. No big deal. I'm coming. Hold collar. Here we go. Strewman's back in town. The four outdoorsman on mybobcountry.com. My buddy Mark Lukey is next to me. Garrett is now our man behind the glass. Something wrong, buddy? No, sir. Just I think I got it down now. All right. All Does Brand- is Brandon still getting paid? You do all the work now. Yeah, yeah. More Garrett, than me. <laughs> Garrett, uh, Garrett, Garrett is no longer an intern. He's a big, big-time guy at Bob FM. So thanks for helping us on the Four Outdoorsman. On every Sunday night, uh, let's have a lot of fun. Boy, we had a big week, and Mark's got some stuff to talk oh, yeah. about. But uh, there was a group, of, a whole group of people in, in the studio, our studio, before we came in. Uh, Homes by Shane, right? That's what it was, the, the whole group? Yeah, the right. whole Homes by Shane team. The whole real, real the, estate team. Yeah, that's a big I, – I shouldn't – I knew who they are, obviously. Anyway, we met a guy named Steve Eichen, right? Yep, Eichen. And all of a sudden, I heard something about a thing that you do called Bone View. Bone View. That's where, <laughs> yeah, that's where I was eight years ago. Um, my buddy Nate and I, we launched BoneView.com, and we, we've been selling deer hunting products online and in Shields stores. And, and uh, yeah, we just, I was looking for a little change up. That's how I got into real estate now recently. I'm down in New Prague, Minnesota. Yeah. And so, um, still running Bone View today, still going strong. Um, and also getting into real estate too at the same time. How did you get into Shields? You know that's a that's a big big deal. You had to know somebody or knocked on the door and started explaining things. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give a shout out to to Nate Connor. I hope he's listening. He likes some country music too, but uh, he was over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, um, and he would stop into that Shields store every day. You know, and I think he got to know the buyers there and and let them test it out. And Shields is kind of neat. You know, Shields, I, I they they have real sportsmen running their departments, and so they'll have a store that. Um, as far as I could tell, they can try out some new products. And then if it's working good, they'll spread it out to the rest of the store. As a matter That's- of fact, you mentioned that, and a good friend of ours now, I have a, my wife and I have a place in Chautauqua, Wisconsin. Mark's been there a number of times, and, and uh, I met a young man named uh, uh, Aaron, and his lady friend's is, oh, I forget. But anyway, so Aaron, uh, Aaron Pisa, his name is, and he's got a company okay. called Whitetail Products Gone Wild. Sure. And... He just started making this stuff in his in his kitchen sink with with his lady friend. I forget her name. I sincerely apologize. And uh, the story behind that is, and we'll get to you. We'll get to uh, Bone View. But they they wanted to figure out some way to uh, to get rid of all the deer eating the pumpkins, and or or else draw more, make some kind of feed that draws pump deer. You know, so he started making a pumpkin products and trying to see what would work for draw deer. And, and uh, eventually, okay. they started from there. Went from their kitchen to their garage. And now they've got such a huge business. They are nationwide, and they have two big pole barns. Oh, that's cool. Three or four full-time employees. And he went knocking on the door. He went to Shields. Yeah. I'm not, I might have been the one in South Dakota. Is it South Dakota or North Dakota? Grand Forks or something. <laughs> North Dakota right? is their Fargo, big one. Yeah. Fargo. Far- and he Fargo. went knocking on someone's door, and they listened to him. They said, we'll give it a shot. He said, what's cool about Shields is that every store manager has the opportunity to make their own decisions. You have to go through all the, the hoops if they think there's a, a chance that a product will do well, they're going to give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> now he now he's in farm and fleet. He's all over the place. Cabela's. He's all over the place, and that's Whitetail Deer Products gone wild. A good friend of ours. Tell us all about Bone View. Bone View. Yeah. So our our main product when we started back in 2015 was an SD card reader, is what we call it. And so what we figured out was technology on smartphones had caught up to the point where you could. Um, take a little gadget, plug it into your phone, 
and 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 plug your SD card from your trail camera into this gadget and right. it actually work. Right. You know, and 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 uh, so we started bringing that over to the uh, whitetail deer hunting space. They hadn't seen it before, and so it just started to take off back in 2015. And we did everything we could to hang on, and we're still today um, selling that product. That's our that's our main focus. Um, trail cameras have evolved, you know, and you looked at uh, the cell cameras that you see out there today, and and uh, but for whatever reason, you know, people they might be running 10, 12 cameras and, and maybe they don't want to set up a cell phone plan on every single camera. So they're still using SD cards. People don't want to pay 250 a month to see all their, uh, all their trail cam photos. Yeah, you know, and, and well, <laughs> sometimes you do because it is fun to see yeah, those things is. come in. It's, it's, it's uh, distracting, but it's, it's cool to see those big white tail bucks. I forget up. where I was with, with my son, Mike and Erica, just, uh, five days ago, whatever it was. And we're sitting there. Oh, what his, uh, his daughter, our granddaughter, is a cheerleader for uh, Chisago Lakes High School. Okay. And we wanted to see the last game. Chisago was playing North St. Paul football, and we went to watch my granddaughter do her thing. You know, and, and uh, so my son Mike is there. I just showed you a couple of deer on his property. Yeah. And all of beautiful. a sudden, all of a sudden, the phone goes ding, and he just looks at me. You know, ding, and he looks at me again. <laughs> and uh, his wife. Erica, How much work has been lost yeah, by? Yeah, uh... his, oh, absolutely. <laughs> his wife Erica is next to him. She kind of gave him the look. It's like. The kids don't bring cell phones to dinner. You're not going to look at your cell phone right now when you're with oh, family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, it's, I've, it's got to be addicting. I've never got into the, the trail cam deal, but I know it's big, big time business. Who's your competitors? Who's your biggest competitor? Oh, we've got, I mean, over the years, we saw a lot of people jumping into the market. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, we don't have a patented product per se, but we've customized it and evolved it to work really well with deer hunters. And so, you know, there was a lot of people that were launching the products too, from Browning, from from GSM Outdoors, Stealth Cam, things like that. So, um, but we've stuck to it, and we focused on some of our primary products, and we just wanted to support the customer the best around that technology. And um, so, we still today stay at the top for for SD card readers. Good for you, young man. Good for you. Jump off the bridge without a parachute and build it on the way down. That's what this guy's doing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good fantastic. for you. And I tell you what, I was in real estate for thirty four years, so you can do almost anything you want when you're real estate because you have the opportunity to change schedules and whatnot. There's some flexibility if you, if you take care of business properly. So you can do this and you can keep growing. I'm excited for you. I'm yeah, that's my primary you. focus. You know, I've yeah. got a young family yeah. and, and being able to run my own business and be the entrepreneur, it's addicting and you get hooked. And so I still want to do that today. I want to get into real estate down in the New Prague, Prior Lake area and just kind of get to know the community and, and step away from the computer and the online world and, and, and just try something new as well. So, well, look at me. I'm a, left -handed, me I'm a left-handed Polak from the east side of St. Paul. And if I can become a millionaire, you can become a millionaire. <laughs> I love it. I didn't say I became a millionaire, but if I can become a millionaire, you can become a millionaire. No, there I'm just go. kidding. Hey, Steve, I'll tell you what. we got a show to do here, but this yeah, is a spur-of-the-moment deal. Me Steve, I sure appreciate it. It's called, the product is called? Boneview.com. Boneview is our brand. We've got SD card readers. We've got uh, battery hand warmers. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff on there. So check it out. Cool. Love it. Thanks for being on the show, man. And yep. good luck with your career. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, take care, young man. All right, Mark Lukey's next. I mean, let's start right off the bat with, with <sighs> your, your son Nick's first youth hunt, right? Just Was this the first weekend for the youth hunt in Minnesota? Yep, this is the only weekend for the youth hunt, uh, Thursday through Sunday of this weekend. Um, it's something I didn't have as a kid, and I'm I'm glad that Minnesota does it, and I think it's a great... Wisconsin does it, too. Uh, do they do that now? Yeah, I, they I, didn't I, when I was a kid, but... Um, so we went last year with Nick's son, or Nick's friend Oliver, yeah. and Nick could not shoot, but he, we came along, and we were part of it, and it really it 
let Nick experience the true hunting experience. Oliver shot a buck on his first day and to, to find the deer, gut the deer, be part of that process. It was really cool. And it got Nick so excited. We've been super excited for this year. The boys talk about it at school nonstop. I got him a new rifle. We sighted those uh, rifles in uh, two weeks ago. And just to see the anticipation in his eyes and want to go so bad, want to see a deer. As a dad who wants to encourage his kids to be involved in the outdoors, it was just so exciting to you see. You want him to get outside and make some memories. I do. I All do. Right. And, and these days especially, you know, there's a lot more entertainment out there for kids and video games and all that. And to have a kid want to sit in silence for, you know, eight, 10 hours a day and enjoy the wilderness. Um, just some of the things he said were, were just fantastic. And to experience the woods waking up in the morning is one of my favorite things. Yeah. And you know, there's that kind of twilight hour where the woods comes alive and the birds are chirping, squirrels are running around. It's just a great, experience for for a father and son or a father and uh daughter to be out there and experience that at 10 because that is pretty young I you mean, aren't kidding it is yeah um some kids would not be able to handle this some 10. kids can't you know i know nick real well of course he yep. can luckily nick is is a very patient kid and and uh he listens well and he learned he learned where to shoot and we went through that's a fun stuff too we went through all that stuff and where you shoot a deer in different situations you know, what, what to do if a deer comes from this way, what to do if a deer comes from this way. And I'm no hunting expert by any means, but, um, just to be a part of that was, was incredible. Are you, you have no, I can hear you on, I can only hear it in one ear, but that's okay. I'll, I'll work this out. Now, last Usually year, twist it last year when you were with, um, Oliver and dad, yep, Jim Dickman. did, uh, did Nick see Oliver shoot last year? Nope. So we, we, um, Got him set up and then walked out of the woods. And right as we're leaving the woods, we heard we heard a shot. Oh, that's out. right, because you you weren't hunting with him. No, were we weren't, okay. we weren't right. deer hunting. Right. So um, we were going to go to another part and um, squirrel hunt for a while, but he shot one right away, and so we became part of it. So anyway, this was Nick's first real hunt, and um, it was a great experience. I want to get back to the anticipation thing, mm-hmm. though. You said to get Nick all of that excited, you know, just pulling the trigger is just a small part yep. of the deal. I'm with you, the anticipation mm-hmm. and whatnot. Did, did Nick have the opportunity to help track Oliver's deer or anything like that? Or did he? Um, he was along the ride. So I was with him. There wasn't a blood trail. Oliver made a great shot last year. Um, there was not a blood trail. So we were a little concerned about that, but walked, I don't know, 50 yards behind it, just trying to do a circle pattern and find blood. And then we saw the deer there. So the deer did not make it far. So you guys all walked mm-hmm. together as a team kind yep. of to go try to find Oliver's deer. So this so year, that's a cool thing for Nick. That is a cool thing. And so this year when he shot it, I let him take the lead. I have a great video of him finding the blood trail and following it and then finding the deer. But um, he, I let him take the lead, you know, see the first pool of blood, yeah. keep going 10 feet, keep marking where you're going so you can get a good direction because as you know once a deer runs you know you need to find its trajectory because there's so many different places it could go and so i let him take the lead in in finding it and of course i would help if needed but uh you mentioned marking explain what you were talking about there you needed oh that's something my dad told me too if you're not sure where the deer went and we knew the general direction you want to mark or somehow indicate the first pile of blood or first specks of blood 
and then go a distance again. And so what did what it. did Nick do to Mark? What did you do to Mark? Just by looking at it or marking yeah. something on a tree? I mean, you or can if, especially if it's uh, you know in the evening and you might not find it that that night and you have to go back. It's it's good to have a reference point, right? Yeah, right. Luckily, there was it was such a great shot. There was an incredible amount of blood, so it wasn't. Uh, go 50 feet and see a speck kind of thing. There right. was, there was a pretty clear trail of blood because right. it was a lung shot, heart shot. So there was, there was plenty of blood. So it wasn't, there wasn't ever a moment of, we're not sure where this deer went, which is good. Right. And, um, so yeah, it, it, it was just an incredible Well, experience. take me through the whole thing. You guys were on public land, but you yeah. were staying at your buddy's cabin up in. Yep. It's, uh, up by, uh, east of Leech Lake, like Reamer kind of area. How far did, no, did you... You didn't just drive to the to the to the. Was no, it a we, ground we, blind? Uh, yeah, we set okay. up ground blind. New rule this year, by the way. You need an orange cap on your ground blind. Uh, I didn't know that till uh, my friend Jim told me that. But keep that in mind, hunters. If you're using a ground blind, this is new this year. You need to have an orange cap that's visible from every side. Yes, so, I like that. So, uh, yeah, we sat in a ground blind. Um, How on, far of a walk from land. the cabin to the ground? So we blind. drove to where we walked in, which wasn't far. And walked in from there. It wasn't it wasn't that long of a drive it, or a walk. It was um, I don't know a quarter of a mile, half a mile to where we sat. And um, we sat. The, we got up there Thursday. Sat the first night. Didn't see a thing. Um, heard some sounds. You know, had typical evening stuff. Lots oh, of yeah. birds. Didn't see anything. Went out the second day, second morning. Didn't see a deer all morning. Um, went in for lunch. And warm up a little bit. Went fishing for a little while, which is fun. That's and then cool. we went out for that evening yeah. where we didn't see anything. So two days in a row not seeing anything is usually not a good sign when you're right. deer hunting. And it's like a kid fishing for walleyes yep. the first time of his life instead of crappies. You know, yeah. and then Nick just got to the point where he's like, I just want to see a deer. You know, it's like we all know that you never get a perfect situation to shoot. But it'd be really fun just to experience a deer walking by or right. whatever. Right. So he kept saying, I just want to see it. I just want to see it. So, um, we went in third day, Saturday. Um, I wasn't expecting to see much, but we, we sat down and, uh, you know, as, as the sun came up and, and that again, half hour window where everything comes alive, watched all that with wonder and joy. And I'm sitting there next to him and I was paying attention. You know, I wasn't distracted. I was paying attention. I looked over and out of the left side of my eye, there was a buck standing there. It was broadside. It was 25 feet away, maybe. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I nudged Nick. I'm like, dear, dear, dear. And you know, you don't want to be too loud, but you're so excited. And he looked over and his, you know, his eyes became, you know, saucers. And one thing that I'm proud of him for is, so I bought a shooting stick or, or a tripod. Right. Because the gun is still heavy. He's 10 years old, right? The gun is heavy. So I I thought I'd get one of those so he can rest the gun and make a great shot. Well, the deer was too far to the side, so he had to swing around, and he did rest it on the blind. Um, but he didn't. we practiced with this tripod, and he, he shot it freehand, and he, he let a shot rip. And of course, I'm, you know, my heart is pounding through my chest, and he is so excited, and the shakes and everything. And so you didn't have to remind him how about to do the safe or any nope, of that we, kind of stuff? See, that's the thing. And that's the good thing about we had a couple days in the woods. So I, you know, we went over it. Okay, what happens if a deer comes over here? Right. What are you going to do? And I would have him physically, you know, and then the safety, turn right. the safety off, 
make a good shot. So we practiced that at every angle. He knew exactly what to do and he did it. And he, a shot rings out, right? So the deer jumped and ran. I didn't know where the shot was. I didn't know if it was struck well, but I asked him, I'm like, do you, do you feel confident in your shot? And he said, yeah. He's, I'm like, do you, do you know where you aimed and everything? And and he did. So we waited a while. Of course, that that's... Were these for, open sights? Uh, no, there was a scope. All right. A three by nine. And um, that is some of the most... If you're a deer hunter, you know, after the shot, when you got to sit there and wait a little bit, and all those thoughts come running through your head. Did I make a good shot? Yeah. Was it this the perfect situation? And you, you're always worried, right? Like, oh, I hope he hit it. You know, I hope he hit it well. So we waited, you know, 25 minutes or so. He was very confident in the shot. So I, I didn't feel like we had to wait long. Right. Good that. idea. And, um, you know, we walked out there. We saw the first pile of blood and uh, followed the trail probably 75, 100 yards from there. There was, there was the deer. And, and um, we didn't know the horns it had on it. It was a small buck. It was right. A six point with a little kicker, so right. it's a seven point. No, it isn't. Is tell cool. Nikki it's a six pointer. <laughs> no, it's uh, it was a nice. It was probably a three year old buck. It was a, it was a beautiful deer, and uh, just the proud feeling you have as a father, and you're just so glad that it went well. Everyone was safe. Everything turned out well, and uh, I just want to thank Jim. There's no way we could have done this without Jim and his family, and right. letting us stay up there and showing us where to hunt and setting up everything for us. It was just perfect. Jim is so nice. He, he even said, you know, I, I, I enjoy gutting a deer. Would you like me to do it? And I'm like, yes, sir. Go right ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, the kids watched all that and, and Oliver and Jim came back to, to help us find it. And by that time we found it, but, um, again, going through that whole process of gutting the deer and, uh, you know, dragging it out together. And it was just a wonderful experience. I'm so, I'm so happy from start to finish that it worked out like Good that. Good for you guys. Congratulations to Nick Lukey for getting his first year at the age of 10. I remember in the state of Mona back when we were kids, we had to be about 13 or so like that before we go out in the woods with a gun. But uh, that's a big, big deal. Now you've got two other kids coming up as well, so they'll be next in line. Good for you. Are you ready, my young man? We're ready. Oh, oh it's break time already? Yeah, it's All right. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Steve Brousseau is going to be on. He's going to talk about grouse hunting. Yes. I think that's the wrong guest. Nope. Aren't nope. we calling someone else in 620? No, no. Well, I changed it. Okay. He yeah. changed it. All right. Steve Brousseau. Steve. You got Steve, right? Yeah, there you go. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. It is no secret how the four outdoorsmen feel about Devil's Lake, North Dakota. There's so much to do for the entire family, whether or not you hunt or fish. Steve Carney as well, one of the most successful and respected guides in the Midwest. Well, he's hooked on Devil's Lake. After his most recent guiding trip there, Steve said, quote, Hey, Devil's Lake just might be the best fishery I've ever been on. I've got myself a walleye hangover. I think that's a pretty good thing. Hey, plan your next trip at devilslakend.com. 
Hey, we all know Ely is home to some of the best fishing in all of Minnesota, and we brag that Arrowhead Outdoors is also the best bait and tackle shop in the entire area, and it is. For the second year in a row, Arrowhead Outdoors has been voted the very best fishing outfitter in the entire state, according to the readers of the Minneapolis Star and Tribune. That's a big deal. The best, not second, not third, the best. Hey, next time you're in Ely, stop by Arrowhead Outdoors and congratulate Chris and Steve and find out what makes Arrowhead Outdoors truly number one. And thank you. The 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo is coming back to the National Sports Center in Blaine, November 17th through the 19th, featuring the latest gear like augers, tackle, rods, reels, sleds, trailers, electronics, and more. Stick around for great pro seminars and learn tips and tricks that will help you catch more fish this winter. There's fun for kids and adults, so bring the whole family. You don't want to miss the 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo, November 17th through the 19th at the National Sports Center in Blaine. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Get ready for ice fishing season and attend the Dean's Home Services North Metro Ice Show, co-presented by Thorn Brothers and Ice Castle Fish Houses. Join us October 28th and 29th at Adrenaline Sports Center in Ramsey. Visit NorthMetroIceShow.com and grab your tickets today. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code HOOD for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code HOOD for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HOOD. Mental health challenges among our youth have reached crisis levels post-pandemic. Anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction are at unprecedented levels among teens and young adults. Parents, if your adolescent teen or young adult is struggling with mental health challenges 
empower them with a fresh start at Hazelden Betty Ford. Hazelden Betty Ford can provide a clear path forward for you and your children in network with most insurance. This message is brought to you by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. All right, let's get right to this. Steve Rousseau is on the uh, on the phone. He lives up in Ely, Minnesota, and I'll tell you what. I know a lot of guys who hunt and fish. I don't know anybody who hunts and fish more than Steve Rousseau. Steve, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen, sir. How are you gentlemen doing? We're doing well. Are you on a speakerphone right now? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, because we have an echo. Uh, I can hear you, so wherever you are, just kind of stay still. Um, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but... That sounded okay. If there's any issues, I'll let you know. Steve Rousseau is an Ely guy. We've met a lot of good friends up in Ely over the last many, many years. And I know you, you fish. You, you love those little skinny little trout fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I love the, the wild brook trout. Yeah, the wild brook, brook trout. Yeah, you took us uh, a couple of years ago. You took us from uh, Ely, Minnesota, all the way to Grand Marais fishing. <laughs> Every time well, you we, saw water. Pink salmon, right? That's what it was. Every time he saw water, er, hit the brakes, we started casting it. <laughs> this guy's well, a real fun. I, yeah. that's, that sounds like a great time. But I'll tell you what, right now, grouse hunting is the name of the game. And, and uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be grouse hunting on Thursday. So tell me how the season's going. What kind of numbers are you seeing? Let's start with there. How are the numbers as compared to the last couple of years? Well, you know, I, I always tell people up here um, – the cycle, I don't notice the cycle much up here. Even on low years, we find plenty of birds. And especially, you know, if you get off in the woods and you know the, the correct hunt, uh, cover to hunt, you're going to find birds. And, and Ely, I, I would say, in my opinion, is probably one of the best places for grouse, in my opinion. All right. So uh, um, yeah. how, how many years have you been up in Ely? I've been up in Ely. I moved here in the fall of 2010. So well, about 13 years. But in those 13 years, there's a lot of room to roam up there. You didn't know hardly anything about Ely Woods prior to 2010. In 13 years, you must have a few favorite spots picked out. Oh, yes. And I'll tell you what, I guard those with my life, too. Nobody ever, I, I might take some people fishing, but uh, when it comes to bird hunting, yeah, <laughs> I, I, very few people get to see my grouse and woodcock spots. You know, Steve, do you, do you use a dog? When you're hunting grouse, so now I used to. Yes, my so my dog. She's 12 years old, and she's um, she just she gets you know she gets tired pretty fast. So she'll yeah. go out once in a while. But I I've actually gotten in the mode now where um, I I do everything myself, and I I'm an old school hunter, so I use a side by side double shotgun, and I only shoot flying birds. So let me tell you, it's a, I'm a glutton for punishment <laughs> because you miss quite a bit. Well, I'll tell you, I was um, in the woods with Nick in the youth hunt this weekend, and we we uh, flushed a grouse up, and I can't believe how fast they move. I don't know how on earth anyone can hit a grouse that's taken <laughs> off through a woods because right. I mean you, I mean it's unbelievable. You just have to have a quick snap reaction. I'm assuming that's 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 the name of the game yeah you have to um I, a short barrel you know a 26 inch barrel is is in my opinion a must especially especially if you're walking through woodcock cover um one thing i noticed about grouse and woodcock in this area is that grouse and ely are, are pretty adaptable so you'll find 
you'll find birds in, in uh, mature areas, areas you'll find them in, you know, your normal young cucks, but woodcock are very particular about the spots they like to hang out in. So it's just, they're, they're two completely different birds, but sometimes they happen to be in the same areas. So we're talking about a woodcock. I know what they look like. I've never had, never tasted one. I've never shot one. I Aren't aren't they even faster than grouse? Now, the woodcock doesn't fly. They, they don't fly as fast. I've, I've heard that they can fly up to 30 miles per hour, which for a bird with, with small little wings, um, it's pretty impressive. But, you know, the, 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 the thing with those guys, uh, it's amazing when you flush them up. They can fly straight up without touching a tree, a branch. And I, I, it amazes me every time I see them do that. Yeah. But I, I will tell you that American woodcock, uh, from what people always say, they don't taste very good. If you cook them correctly, like a steak, I sear them for about 25 seconds on each side with a little gob, a little gob of bacon grease. And I will tell you, they are excellent. Um, that's, that's Anything's so- good with a little bacon <laughs> <Yeah>. grease. <laughs> that sounds good right now. You're talking about cover for grouse. Describe yeah. the perfect cover for grouse. I, if I remember when I was hunting up in Ely when I was a young kid, I hunted some grouse in my early, late teens, early 20s. I did my share, and I was okay at it. But we had nothing but tag elders. And I'll tell you, once they took off, how they flew through this crap was beyond <laughs> me. And if you don't get the shot in the first second and a half, you just don't get a shot. What's the perfect no. cover for these guys? Yeah, so so the cover I like to find up here – I. I like to find cover that has a whole bunch of different traditional um, transitional areas. So you go from that young tag alder you're talking about. I like to look for, you know, a good winter cover that's adjacent, some, you know, pines, um, thick pines. Uh, Anything where you can go from upland to lowland areas where there's water, you know, um, uh, alder, alder marshes are great. You know, I find woodcock and grouse in alder marshes and, I call those swamp birds, and, and they are, usually when I find swamp birds, they're extremely smart, and you really don't get many shot opportunities. So. You were talking about the kind of shotgun you use. I'm going to go hunt uh, someplace up by Hill City or someplace like that on Thursday with a friend of mine, Jerry James. I call him the backwoods fisherman. I'm kind of excited because we're going to go uh, grouse hunting <laughs> in the morning, and we're going to go fishing through the woods someplace to a backwoods lake in the afternoon. I'm looking forward to that entire day. I've got, oh. all I have is an 870 Remington. I mean that's it's a good shotgun, but is that too long? I mean, you wouldn't use that if you didn't have to, right? Um, you know, I, I will, I'll tell you when I so when I first came up here, that is all I used was an eight seventy with a twenty inch twenty eight inch barrel. Let me tell you, you don't give me chance. You give me chance. You get used to carrying it around, but uh, it, it, they're they're fairly heavy for the grouse wood. You know, if I'm doing. You know, six or seven miles, eight miles in a day, you're carrying an 870, your arms are going to be a little tired. Yeah. And also, I just found out, uh, I went pheasant hunting about two weeks ago, and yeah, maybe three weeks ago with my buddy, Craig Munson, and my son, Mike. And I got a couple of birds, did pretty well, as a matter of fact. But all I have is a, is a full choke. I don't have a modified. <laughs> and so I think with grouse, is I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to get lucky. <laughs> you want to borrow my shotgun? I do. I do. You're gonna have to be a really good shot. I'm not. Um, <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I've I've grouse hunted ever since I've lived up here, and I will tell you, I'm a mediocre shot at best. Who happens to make uh, amazing shots once in a while? That that happens, you know. But we were talking about earlier. It, it grouse, especially, it's all snap shooting. Yeah. So you're not 
you know, you don't get many opportunities to do like, 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 say you're hunting pheasants and you get those open shots where you swing through. Right. That's not how grouse hunting goes. It's you're kind of the bird gets up and you snap shoot. You know, and more times than not, you miss it. But I think that's why I love it so much because you know if you if you're able to shoot every bird you shot at, I think that would take the fun out of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. You know. What kind of a shot do you use? Do you use like eight or six? Do you need a, you need more pellets and a bigger spread? So I like to use uh, most of the year. I use seven and a half. Yeah. I, I really enjoy seven and a half, and I I feel like I get pretty good knockdown power with that. But you know, if I end up hunting rough grouse at you know towards the end of the winter uh, before the season closes, I'll I'll switch up to number six because. Normally your shots are much further, and, you know, obviously by that time, most of the birds you're dealing with are pretty educated and smart. So you, uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough going, but it, it, this place is beautiful. I mean, summertime, wintertime, it doesn't really matter. Um, so all the walking and missing shots, I think for me that's, that's all part of this whole grouse and woodcock hunting thing and that's why i love it so much i tell you what you probably have heard me hear, uh, say more than once and i firmly believe it just what you were saying it's not the destination it's the journey even if you came back with no birds you're out there in the wilderness and enjoying yourself and every 15 feet you're you're seeing a different scenery it's not the destination that's the journey that's exactly talk what you're talking about we got about a minute left tell us your favorite grouse recipe my favorite grouse recipe oh well i'll tell you what i'll tell you one thing for a grouse hunter i'm not much of a cook but when I do cook them, uh, I like to do kind of the same thing that I do with uh, woodcock. I'll, I'll put them on the skillet. You know, I cut them into um, little medallions. Yeah. I like to put a little. I'm, I'm a cage. I'm a Cajun guy, so I like spicy stuff. Um, I put some Cajun seasoning on there, and uh, that's about it, really. I mean, it doesn't take much with grouse. They're pretty amazing on the, uh, for table fairs. So. Yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, simpler is better is what I'm, what you're saying. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Steve. Steve Brousseau, Ely, Minnesota. The uh, Again, I, I mean this sincerely. I don't know anybody who's in the woods more than you. So keep it up. Just be safe. Uh, next time I come up to Ely, I'll get a hold of you and uh, love a beer and share some stories. All right? It sounds like a plan, buddy. I, I look forward to seeing you again. All right, take, when you get uh, Next time you see Steve and Chris from Arrowhead Outdoors, make sure you say hi. Will do. All right, take care, Stephen. All right, thank you, guys. You bet, you bet. Now, have you ever hunted grouse, Mark? <clears throat> I, I used to walk the woods with my dad and, and hunt grouse. I, I haven't as an adult. Okay, um, you, you see you have a shotgun that I I know you have a you have a modified, right? What do you have? Well, you have a pump, your 870 no, no, pump. Uh, no, it's an automatic. Oh, it's an automatic. Oh, yeah, I'm a big shot. You don't want a full choke, that's for sure. So you can borrow my shotgun with a better choke if you want. Well, what is it? What, what if I don't uh, want? I have it? a Winchester. Um, I have. Uh, is it? Is do I have to pump something? I've, do I have to? I have quite a few shotguns. You can find one that you like. I, uh, let's. <laughs> I've we, inherited a few over the years, right, so right. so you should be good to go. I'll, I'll I'll make sure you're hooked up. Give me like a four ten. Well, you got a four ten? Uh, I don't. I, I'd love to have a four ten. That's what I grew up hunting with, and actually, it's not bad to carry around in the woods. You only get one shot in a. Uh, Break action single shot like I had though. Yeah, just make just give me something that makes me look good because uh, I, I remember I, I got a couple of pheasants up, but like I said about three weeks ago, my son Mike said he was pretty impressed that I got a couple of birds yeah. with a, with a, a full choke. He says, "Really?" I said, "I don't know. I don't know the difference." Your your shotgun shooting is like my golf game. It's it's not the best, but every once in a while, yeah. you just <laughs> you just fire off a beauty. Yeah, I'm look, I, I've I'm seen look- you hit a duck. In one of the craziest shots I've ever seen. It was... Uh, Two ducks. Yeah. 
You were you were a slayer. Two so you, I know you can do it. Yeah, it's um, sometimes you get lucky, but I'm looking forward to. It, but I will take you up on that because I know nothing about shotguns. Okay, except, I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah, just make sure you give me a weapon that I'm not going to kill somebody with. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, all right. I will for sure. You got you, some shout outs? Yeah, for you want to go through some shout outs yeah, here? Please do. Please do. One second. All comments. Um, a couple great shout outs here. Um, excuse me. They're, they must be great. You're doing really well so far. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Twin Cities Walls Unlimited says, Congrats on the nice buck to my son, Nick. Hope you were able to get outdoors over MEA weekend. Looking forward to their November 2nd meeting with one of the hottest sticks in the walleye tournament, Tom Wynn. For more info, go to Twin Cities Walleyes. Corey Bechtold's catching big, fat, small mouth. Craig Rudolph Jr. had a great weekend in the woods. Both of my kids seen eight deer, just couldn't close that deal. Always great when the kids are in the woods. That's true. John Marshall says, got the stands ready for opener. Looks like you have a great spot there, John. Um, my friend Jim, Jim Dickerman, who helped me out this week, said, waiting. He has a nice picture of Oliver waiting for a deer. Ron Nilsson says, way to go on his first buck. Congrats, little man. We are sitting for the last hours of youth season. Uh, my friend George Lyle from Running Store says, congratulations. Nothing better. Taking your kids hunting and teaching them woodsmanship. Outstanding deer. And my sister, Christine, made fun of me for spelling Dear D E A R, not D E E R. So thank you, Christine. She is a principal, so that is her job to correct my spelling. So anyway, that's all our shout-outs. All right, now. let's wrap it up. We're gonna get we have Denise Myers coming up right now to talk a little bit about pheasant. All hunting. right, Denise, up next on the four outdoorsmen. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. The 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo is coming back to the National Sports Center in Blaine, November 17th through the 19th, featuring the latest gear like augers, tackle, rods, reels, sleds, trailers, electronics, and more. Stick around for great pro seminars and learn tips and tricks that will help you catch more fish this winter. There's fun for kids and adults, so bring the whole family. You don't want to miss the 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo, November 17th through the 19th at the National Sports Center in Blaine. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com yeah, I'll tell you what, it's almost fall, right? The fall colors are blooming all over the place, and i tell you what, it's the perfect time of the year to head to Ely, Minnesota. September and October still offer great open water fishing. Grouse hunting numbers are up, and Arrowhead Outdoors can help you with either one of them. Everyone knows that Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely on the east end of town is the best and biggest fishing, hunting, and camping store in the entire area. And Chris and Steve, you know as well as I do, they're two of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. Whatever you need for the outdoors, Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota has it. You stop in and tell Chris and Steve that Strewman sent you. I appreciate it. Arrowhead Outdoors. Now we're going to go to uh, Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Hey, I'll tell you what. Again, I did this last week as well. We have to congratulate Minnesota's John Hoyer. He captured the second consecutive National Walleye Tour title. 
And this year it was on Devil's Lake in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Why Devil's Lake? Why would they have a big fishing tournament there? Because it's obvious. Devil's Lake is home to a lot of walleyes and a lot of big walleyes. And Devil's Lake offers plenty of options when you get off the water as well. Bring your shotgun for an afternoon of cast and blast. Then spend your evening at one of the many, many fine dining restaurants in town. Devil's Lake, North Dakota. i tell you what, if it's good enough for the pros, it's good enough for you. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. All right, we're back. Uh, Garrett's trying to reach uh, our next guest, Denise Myers. I'll tell you what, Denise, if, uh, if, if he doesn't get you, call us back at 763-450-0100. That'll Se- do it. 763-450. Yeah. The hotline. I can't believe you remember that. Off 0100, the and uh, then we'll get you on the air. So uh, anyway, uh, Brandon, if Garrett blamed me for having the wrong phone number. I had the right phone number. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for that to happen. That <laughs> but I do believe that your number was right. We'll see if we can uh, yeah. get her on. All, right. All good. If we can, we can. Just signal us. No problem. There's right. plenty to talk about. Well, I want to talk about more about Nikki's deer hunt. My son, uh, I mean, my son, my buddy, Mark Lukey, my partner next to me, his son, Nick, is 10 years old, and and uh, Mark took him for his first youth hunt this year. The only yeah. youth hunt, I guess. You only get one, right? Is that what the yep, rule is? Yep, there's only one. Um, it's a great program. It's free right. for a tag, which is awesome right. because How- nothing is free nowadays. I, uh, did you get did you get videos of of Nick as he approached the deer? Yep. You have video, not just a picture of how he reacted, those kind of yeah, things? Yeah, I'll show them to you. They're, they're right, fantastic. That's, that's cool. It's like yours when you... Um, when you walked up on on your giant deer, yeah, that you inspired me. Now I always take those videos. It yeah. sounds like Denise is, is on cool. the line here. Denise, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I don't know what happened, but uh, we have a new guy in the studio. Blame him. Name Garrett. There was no plus one, and I didn't know. You don't need a plus one. Huh? It's like 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 Brandon saying, "I don't need www uh, dot." You don't need www <laughs> dot. This absolutely needed a one. Oh, dud! Really, I didn't know that. Long distance, baby. Denise uh, Denise Myers, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. How are things at the the Lodge of Whispering Pines, just north of Ely? There, how are things up there? Oh, they've been great. We just got done with MEA weekend. Lots of happy hunters and fishermen, and we're we're slowing down the season, so. It's it's good, a bitter good. Yeah, I imagine it is. It's uh, it's uh, what do you call that? It's a bitter taste. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, you may have heard a little bit before we we went to break. We had a guy named Steve Rousseau from up there, 
I've known him for a number of years right now, and all he does is hunt, fish, hunt, fish, and he's been in the woods every day grouse hunting, and he will until the end of the season. So he's, he just loves that stuff, and uh, he knows what he's doing. But you and my buddy, uh, what's his name again? What's Mr. Hool. Mr. Hool. What's, what's his name again? Mr. Daniel D. Hool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys came back from, we just came back from a pheasant trip out. Where is Ortonville? Is that out west? I have no idea where Ortonville is. Yeah, it's on the South Dakota border, uh, about halfway up the state between Pipestone and Fargo, and the nice bend, and um, they say it's the headwaters of the Minnesota. You know, there's a, had to be a reason why you went that far to shoot birds, because there's a couple of birds in this and closer by as well. You must have a relationship or some reason why you went to Ortonville? No, I just, uh, after my husband passed, I started looking at places to go hunting that was new, and I just happened on that area, and there's lots of public lands and rolling fields and a lot of birds and very, very polite, friendly folks. Well, that sounds like a great reason to go there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> we just need someone like you to do good research, so everyone everyone, get out there. Are you being paid by their uh, city council or something to promote the area? <laughs> That's a glowing review. No, and it's the whole area, too, so it's just not there. It's all the other towns in that area. I just have a great time every time I go. So you, you, uh, you hunt public land when you go out that way? I do. Good for you. I respect that because too many people just take it easy, pull it into the farmer's yard and go shoot a couple of pheasants. Like us. Like us. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect the hell out of you. I learned, I gained so much respect for, for you since the first time I met you when I saw you playing pool barefoot. I said, that's my kind of woman. <laughs> Do you remember where we were? Oh, yeah. I remember the pool tournament. I don't think I did very well. <laughs> I don't know. That's, who, who gives a rest? But it was a lot of fun. Talk about pheasant numbers out there. Do you know, are, they, are the numbers up out that way? Are they down? What do the pheasant numbers look like in the western part of, the, of Minnesota? Well, considering I read the document the DNR put out from the roadside, it said there was lots of pheasants out, but I didn't see that many out there. Um, they weren't in the corn. The crops were still up. Um, we found them closer to wheat and sporgum, and um, there were more hens than there were. So to me, in all of the years I've been going down there, it's uh, by far the least amount that I've seen for the opening weekend. Do you think it's because the crops are still up? I know that is such a huge factor uh, in pheasant hunting, especially you know, they have just so many places to hide. Do you think once once the crops are down, it'll improve? Or do you just think that uh, there isn't the birds that they are hyping right now? I just, I don't, I don't think they're hunting right now. The crops that we did see, normally you see uh, a lot of the corn missing or laying around where they've been pecking, picking at it. Yeah. And um, I didn't see that in most of even the cornfields. So I wonder if, because it was rainy out there for a couple of days, if, and it's warmer than Ely if they were eating worms or mm-hmm. something else left on the ground. Uh, the couple that we did get, like I said, we saw more wheat and sporgum seeds inside of them than anything. We only got one in the corn. You know, I'll tell you what, you know, we're talking with Denise Myers, lives up in Ely, Minnesota, and she's the general yep. manager of the Lodge of Whispering Pines. It's a gorgeous resort. I had a chance to spend a, a night there with my buddy Bob a couple of days ago in Fish Big Lake. Uh, it's, it is it is a beautiful place, but uh, um, you you speak so intelligently. Obviously, you have a, 
a lot of knowledge about hunting and fishing. What is your background? Where did, where did all this come from? Oh, I'd have to say probably my parents for my husband. <laughs> and then just living in the area of, of moving away from a big city and moving up to the remote Ely area. And then further north as time went on. Good for you. If you had to choose, if you had to choose one upland bird or or even big game to hunt, if you had to choose one, what would it be and why? Oh, it would be grouse because I get to do it the most often with my dogs. Yeah, pheasants. If I lived closer to pheasant land, but like you noted earlier, that's a long drive for some birds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of dogs do you have? I have two golden retrievers. Mother and son. Good for you. Good for you. There's now, have you grouse hunted yet in Ely, Minnesota? Yes. Okay. And according to Steve Rousseau, he believes it's one of the better places in the state of Minnesota by, by far, as far as numbers <laughs> and consistency. Do you agree with him? Yeah. When it comes to grouse, definitely. And if you guys now, you and Dan have been going together for a while, a little bit, and at the, at the resort and, and doing your thing. What, what is your bucket list? You've done a lot of hunting and a lot of fishing. What is your bucket list? Where would you like to go? What, what would you like to hunt? Give me one big bucket list trip. A big bucket list trip would be after the lodge and this time here to spend the rest of my days hunting and camping in every state and every country of the world. Good for you. Dream big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to dream big, so maybe I hit one or two. <laughs> Good for you. I, I know a lot of people have tried to make uh, every professional baseball stadium, and that's about. But I've never heard of this. But that's 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 quite a quite a deal. Quite a deal. So you're not afraid to sleep in a tent and and do a few things. Spend a week in a tent in the wilderness. No, not at all. I okay. love it. Yeah, no, girl. That's so, yeah. How many birds? No, you said you only had a couple of birds did you, uh, that were up. Did you did you see more birds, or just uh, just you got the the one or two that you saw? No, we definitely saw more birds. Um, saw didn't see much on opener day or the Sunday after. Monday and Tuesday we started seeing birds along the roads and flying in the cornfield. But most of them, I, if there were more, they were. Like I said, hens. So there was a lot that we couldn't shoot at or got up too far away. Because my girl, this is her first year that she is not um, gun shy and her first official hunt. So we had a couple of uh, races till the end of the field. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Uh, did, uh, did, how, did, how does my buddy Dan shoot? Is he, got, is he a good shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I have to admit, he's much better than I am. Well, that's that's a nice compliment, you know, because he doesn't get too many compliments. That's nice of you. That's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, good for you guys. All right, listen, uh, are you done pheasant hunting for the year then? Or are you going to go back out? Oh, hopefully we'll go back out sometime in November okay. between a muzzle loader and the end of rifle season. I've got a friend of mine who will not even hunt this time of the year. He waits till the snow flies because he said nobody else does, and he loves it. Oh, yeah. And he's got oh, a yeah. dog. I don't think he's got a lab, though. See, would he have a lab? Is that a pheasant dog as well? Yeah, definitely. And uh, he said yeah. uh, this dog just loves the snow, and uh, he loves being out there by himself. He doesn't like the competition, so uh, uh, you're, you're a lot like him. Well, good for you guys to be outside. Congratulations on the success of the Lodge of Whispering Pines. Uh, take care Thank of my you. buddy Dan, if you would, and uh, make just just keep him out of trouble. And he still owes me a hundred bucks, you know. 
Uh, I will do my best, and he. Uh, We'll see if we can find the hundred bucks yeah. next time you come up. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it one way or another. Take care of yourself, Denise. Thanks again. I'm glad you're out there doing some hunting and fishing. Keep it up and take care of the Lodge of Whispering Pines. And I'm going to get up there again next time and come up and I'll see you guys. Excellent. Anyone? Thank you guys for having me on. Take care of yourself. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That's a that's a special she lady. She speaks really well. Yeah. She well. She's very intelligent and. Uh, I don't know how Dan Hool found her. <laughs> Honestly, God, I like Dan a lot, but I don't know how Dan Hool found her to to uh, to take care of the numbers and all that kind of crap at at the at the Lodge of Whispering Pines that Dan bought a couple of years back. And uh, but no, she's the real deal. And uh, if somebody says, "Yeah, I'd like to uh, uh, go just be in the wilderness in every city and state and country in the world," that's what I want to do. That's a special breed there. There you go. And she's, yeah, she's a nice, nice lady. So thanks, uh, Denise, for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Uh, what else you got there, Marky? Yeah, just a couple of thoughts wrapping up, um, you know, the hunting weekend. One thing I would warn people, I guess, is uh, be mindful of ticks. We we encountered a lot of ticks this weekend. I picked one off me last night. I know Oliver had one on. So it seems like the ticks are pretty bad in northern Minnesota, so... Make sure that you either do proper precautions or check yourself every night because they are they are coming around. And in another note, it's it's interesting hunting public land for deer. Like we went out in public land and in the middle of nowhere, and there's stands all over the place. Yeah. There's trails, there's trail cameras everywhere. So it's it's just a different experience. That's kind of nice why um the youth hunt is ahead of regular season, but I can see how the grizzled old hunters that have hunted in their private lands or their public land spot are upset that there's people tromping around and shooting deer. But, you know, that's the world we live in, and uh, it's public land is public land. So what are you going to do? Can you um, – I know you can leave – I think this is fairly new, that you can leave a, a tree stand on a tree in public in the in public on public you property, can right I, you know i don't I, know the specifics i think you can put it up in august and you have to take it down so you can't leave it there all year round i believe I, yeah, i'm not I, I think you're right remember there was some controversy a couple of years ago where some guy put up a tree stand mm-hmm. and he goes in the woods and somebody's sitting in yeah. that tree stand that i think the ruling was the guy who's sitting in the tree stand can sit in the tree stand it's fair game yeah it's, it's, fair it's game. public land right yeah. so you don't have any control of that. Obviously, it would make you upset if you if you do that. But public land is public land, so yeah. people just have to go into that, you know, knowing that. And if you put a tree stand up on public land, there could be someone sitting in it. Well, do uh, <laughs> do what I do. Don't even sit in a tree. I've never sat in a tree stand in forty years of hunting. Never. I, did. Never I like did. Uh, I like sitting in the morning. I know that you are a spot and stalk kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, that's conducive to how you grew up hunting in Ely, right? There's so much land and so much woods. You have to move around to push something. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the lower part of the state, there's more action. There's more things moving around. So I think that sometimes sitting on your butt and waiting works, but um, not probably not where you hunt. My, um, I learned this from my dad up there. There was always eight of us hunting in the same cabin. There's an awful lot of land. We had different areas where we had to hunt. And the, the rule was you go here, you go here, you go here, you go here, and you sit for two hours. Everybody sat yeah. for two hours. And then a couple of guys said they had it all planned. At 9 o'clock, Mike, Jim, and I, whoever, are going to start walking your way. And we'll pussyfoot, stop every 15 seconds, and check things out. 
and try to, you know, see what's happening. But I always stay for a couple of hours. But after that, that's that's all I got, pal. I got to move. I got to move. I'll tell you, the world has changed, with, especially with things like Onyx Maps, where you know exactly where you are, where to go. And uh, that is – it's. I would say Onyx is almost like – um, you know, live sonar for fishing. It's yeah. just like, it's such an advantage to know the topography, know exactly where you can walk, follow your track. You can make a track and then you can, you know, let other people know where you are. Um, and you can't get lost. Like you, like you, you could get in trouble. Oh yeah. Ely. I've been I, lost. Yeah. yeah. I have too, yeah. as, as a younger man before cell phones and everything where you're walking and then you just, realize you have no idea where you are do you remember the guy we had on last year or the year before who who did stuff from the air yeah remember that yep and he would topography kind of stuff yeah and he would take photographs from i don't know from satellites and show people where deer are going to be more they most likely should be in the area that you're hunting so you could send him for like a hundred dollars whatever and you could send him your pid of the property you're going to be hunting yep and he will send you the likely areas where they bed, where they're going to go through because of the heat, because of the elevation, all kinds of things. And frankly, and he's put on a lot of seminars. Apparently, it's a pretty successful, pretty successful thing this guy's doing. We got to wrap it up for Outdoorsman. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Steve Rousseau. Uh, thanks for uh, Denise Myers and my buddy Dan Hool up in Ely, Minnesota. Uh, have a great, safe week if you would. It's going to be a beautiful week. Get outside and enjoy those colors while you can. In the meantime. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.